0: welcome to path of a green witch podcast in this episode i want to talk about filipino witchcraft Do you believe in Kulam? I have on many occasions been asked if there is such a thing as Kulam or witchcraft and if I believe in it. This is one question for which I have no definite or clear-cut answer. I have not even come across a clear definition of it either from the dictionary or from those who practice it. Witchcraft is not an indigenous practice in the Philippines. It is a western concept. There are no witches in the Philippines, as the term is defined in the west, but sorcery is a more general term that is similar to witchcraft. According to one definition, Witchcraft is an art of using supernatural powers by those having inherent mystical powers to gain desired results. Sorcery is also an art of using supernatural powers to gain desired results. Witchcraft uses supernatural powers for good intentions. Sorcery uses supernatural powers for bad intentions. But what does it mean to have supernatural or mystical powers? What does it take to obtain such powers? What kind of individuals have such powers? Can one be trained to be a witch or sorcerer? or is one born with such powers or abilities. Here we seem to be assuming that there is really such a thing as witchcraft or sorcery. I am not yet fully convinced that such a thing exists, although I have witnessed several examples of its effects, especially in the clinics of our faith healers, albularios, and espiritistas, dead cockroach. I have, for example, personally witnessed a healer, remove from the bodies of patients and victims of witchcraft, such things as thick strands of hair, Pieces of plastic, a dead cockroach, or a broken piece of glass. Of course, there will always be people who will say, these are products of trickery. Yes, that's possible, but I believe they are real. I watch such procedures very closely and I do not see how they could have been mere trickery. Once such objects come out of the bodies of the victims, their ailment is gone. Is this mere sleight of hand? Could be. Siquijor, a small island, one hour by boat from Dumaguete City, is reputed to be a place where sorcery and witchcraft are practiced by the community. People on the island are divided in their belief about the practice. Some believe it, others don't. Those who believe in the practice of witchcraft or sorcery are the ordinary folks of the island, but government people, academians, the medical profession, and the priests of the Catholic Church do not believe in it. In fact, they take steps to discourage belief. I I have been to Siquijor three times, including Holy Week, which is considered the ideal time for gathering herbal plants for healing, as well as for sorcery. I have not witnessed sorcery being practiced, but I have assisted in the preparation of ingredients for sorcery and witchcraft. Question of Suggestion Sometimes I get the impression that sorcery or witchcraft is just a question of suggestion. I remember a funny incident that happened in the late 70s when I was still working in a large synthetic fiber corporation in Santa Rosa. Laguna. During lunchtime, the plant manager and several other managers of the factory were chatting in the canteen when the plant manager told me that he didn't believe in all the supernatural stuff I was studying and talking about. All these are mere superstition, he asserted. They are not scientific. I then suggested an experiment to test if kulam is true or not. I told the plant manager, who had a master's degree in mechanical engineering, that I knew a very powerful mankugulam or sorcerer, and would ask him for the sake of experiment to make the manager's stomach bloat for a day or two. He protested vigorously and said, Don't do that. Do it to my neighbor because we don't get along. So I said to him, I thought you said you don't believe in Kulam, so why be afraid? Never mind, he said, just don't do it to me. Actually, I really did not know any Mangku Kulam. Anyway, the plant manager was absent for three days after that incident. When he reported back to work, he barged into my room very angry. What did you do to me? He angrily asked. What do you mean? I replied. He said his stomach ached for three days when he went home that day we talked about witchcraft. I told him I didn't do anything, and it wasn't true. I knew a powerful sorcerer. He didn't believe me and he left my room still angry while I kept laughing silently at him. His own mind made him sick. It was auto-suggestion. Witchcraft was in his head. That was what made him vulnerable. This article is by Jaime licuaco from the Philippine Daily Inquirer, published August 20th, 2019. I thought that was an interesting personal account of witchcraft in the Philippines. I don't talk a lot about my personal life on this podcast because it is a mess and I want to keep this podcast as like a more positive space, but there are some really important things that should be addressed. I am not of Filipino descent. I don't have any real ties to the Filipino culture, but there's a story in the news right now about a woman who was murdered by her husband, and this story has bothered me from the start. It was pretty obvious when Maya went missing that her husband Larry had killed her. There was surveillance from neighbors, video surveillance I believe, where they picked up the sound of a bunch of gunshots. And then they have video surveillance of him backing the car up to the house so that the cameras can't see what he's loading into the vehicle. And they had three children together, two girls, 10 and 11, and a little boy who was only, I think, four at the time. He took the youngest, the four-year-old boy, with him to dispose of Maya's body. And he told all of the children that their mom didn't care about them and abandoned them. And that's the reason I want to mention a little more about my life. So I have five children, and I was in a very violently abusive relationship with the father of my three middle children. At this point, he has had custody of our three children since 2013. That's a really long time, and a lot has happened, and I am convinced that he has been telling my kids similar things about me. I know that because I have been in touch with them over the years and the time that I spend with my kids is not always positive and it leaves me feeling like I am fighting their father through them which is horrible and at this point I've kind of just backed away and I just keep to myself which is also horrible because I don't have a relationship with my children but if I insist and try to like be very present in their life that's equivalent to having that abusive monster in my life and I know you might be wondering like is he abusive towards my children and I think to some extent he definitely is and the sad thing is that they protect him. If I find a way to keep it from being 100% depressing then maybe I will share more about my personal life and some of the things that have gone wrong. I do have an episode titled Injustice where I talk about the situation with my youngest son and his dad and his dad's family. Those people are horrible people. But the thing I'm talking about in the injustice episode is about how the New Hampshire family court system is so corrupt. The judge on my case actually got herself arrested. I'm glad she did. She deserved it. A few more people should have been arrested too. She wasn't the only guilty party. Yes, ultimately she's the person who signed off on the unlawful orders and my case and in a bunch of other cases, but she wasn't the only one. She didn't act alone, and I never actually met that judge. The person who oversaw my case, her name was Alice Love, and she pretended to be a judge. She's not a judge. The family court system is corrupt. It's a money-hungry system. They just try to get as much money for their friends, all the corrupt lawyers and court officials. They definitely have something to gain in these family court matters, which is just horrible. to this case in what brought me to wanting to share a little bit more about Filipino culture. So basically, when Larry was upset with Maya. It was because he believed that she was cheating on him and that she wanted to leave the marriage. So he started to contact Filipino witch doctors to help him cast spells on Maya. So I'm going to read a little bit from this article, just a little so you have a sense of what's going on and you might see why this makes me think a lot about my situation. California judge denies bail for Larry Millett ahead of trial for wife's alleged murder. The judge previously had revoked his phone privileges after prosecutors say he spent more than nine hours on the jail phone with his children. Part of the problem in this case, the thing that just really bothered me, was the fact that Larry killed Maya in January and he wasn't arrested until October. The children had to live in the home with their dad who had murdered their mom in that very home for like 10 months and all the while he's telling them that their mom didn't care about them, she left them. He wouldn't let the children see Maya's family. He's just a horrible monster of a person and I see a lot of parallels between his actions and the actions of my children's father. Just very controlling and very abusive, clearly. So the judge on this case is named Marianne D'Adesio, and she noted that Larry allegedly sent threatening messages to a man that he believed Maya was having an affair with. He also failed to comply with a gun violence restraining order in May 2021, and most recently, he violated a criminal protective order that was supposed to prevent him from contacting his children while he was in jail. So Maya Disappeared from her home on January 7th, but like I said, she didn't disappear. She was murdered by Larry, and I'm not going to say allegedly because the evidence is overwhelming. He did it. She was murdered by Larry on January 7th, 2021, which is the very same day that she made an appointment with a divorce attorney after at least a year of problems in their marriage. The district attorney on the case describes Larry as a desperate man who became became more dangerous in the months leading up to Maya's disappearance. The DA went on to say, "The desperation is what led to his desire to hurt anyone who he felt might be a threat to his family unit. His family unit was everything to him. He did not have a lot of outside interests or a lot of outside friends." The DA goes on to say, "A threat to his family unit resulted in his desire to harm anyone who might get in the way of keeping that family whole, and ultimately that's what led to the murder of Maya." Larry's defense attorney is named Bonita Martinez, and she argued that his bail should be set at a reasonable amount and that he would be willing to comply with the conditions that the court set. I disagree. It's obvious that he's not willing to comply with the conditions that the court set because he violated one of the court's orders, which was that he was not to talk to his children and he was on the phone with them for like nine hours total. So obviously he has no respect for court authority or for court orders. His attorney told the court that, Larry is not a flight risk and not a danger to society. I disagree with that too. The judge, Judge Diadesio, noted the most serious allegations against Larry Millette and said that the court is required to assume that the charges are true when addressing the issue of bail. I didn't know that they had to assume that the charges were true when they consider bail. I always thought that our legal system says you are innocent until proven guilty. I didn't realize that they have to assume that you are guilty when they're considered your bail. That's interesting. I mean, it makes sense, but I just didn't know that. Larry Milete is alleged to have killed his wife in their home while his three children were actually there. He is also alleged to have taken their four-year-old son with him to dispose of the body. This is what the judge stated on the record. Also, on two occasions in 2020 and early 2021, Larry inquired about finding someone to get the other guy. He was referring to someone with whom he suspected his wife had had an affair. On one Occasion, he even stated he was willing to pay $20,000 to accomplish this. Larry allegedly started planning the murder for hire scheme in the summer of 2020 and mentioned it as recently as January 4th, 2021. That was just three days before he killed Maya. So he didn't just want to kill Maya, he wanted to kill the guy that he thought Maya was having an affair with as well. It's also been reported that Larry choked Maya until she passed out and he googled date rape drugs. Right now, the three children, who are 5, 10, and 11, are currently staying with Larry's parents. The prosecutor said on the record that this whole situation is a tragedy in and of itself, and that the couple's kids are being told that their mother walked away, didn't love them, and abandoned them. So the judge on this case had to revoke Larry's phone privileges after prosecutors said that he spent more than nine hours on the jail phone with his children, which allegedly violated a criminal protective order that was supposed to prevent him from contacting them. Maya's sister marie Chris Droulette has been very vocal on this and has been organizing search parties and everything to look for Maya and to keep her case very present in the media and I really commend her for that. I know that must be incredibly difficult but she is fighting hard for the safety of the children and for justice for her sister and I support her 100%. Maya's family is praying that Larry will reverse course in this situation and lead authorities to Maya's remains because they still haven't been found. Mary Chris says we're praying he'll do this for his kids and that he'll let them know where mommy is. She goes on to say we believe he's not that evil and hopefully he'll have a change of heart. Ooh, yikes, I believe he is that evil and I know Mary Chris knows him better than I do but I know human nature all too well and I know what it's like when a man feels like he owns you and he's not willing to let you go. There is just something inherently evil in that. They like to call it love. It's not love. It's control. It's abuse. It's just not okay. Some of Maya's friends were so concerned for her safety before she went missing that they set up a safe house for Maya to go to if she ever found herself in danger. One of Maya's friends who wants to remain Anonymous said, I gave her an address that if she needed to go to, she could go to. She had just told me she was going to need to use that address. I had given it to her in person, but I told her, you're not taking that paper. You're not writing it down. I'm not texting it to you. And I said, this is where you can go if you need to memorize this address. And this is the code to get in. That is the heartbreaking situation that reminds me a lot of my situation. Without going into details, I'm just gonna say that my situation was very violent. I'm thankful that I managed to get out of it and that plays heavily into my reluctance to have a relationship with my children. Sometimes situations are just very, very complicated. But as it stands right now, I am being demonized as someone who is neglectful. I'm sure that my kid's father is telling them a lot of the same things that Larry Milete and his disgusting family are telling Maya's children that their mom didn't care about them and that she left them and she didn't leave them. She wouldn't do that. I know. I didn't leave my kids. I wouldn't do that. And I was just doing my best to keep myself safe. And unfortunately, sometimes things just unravel. When you have the best intentions, things just unravel thank you for taking the time to listen and understand a little bit more about this situation and what led me to want to learn more about Filipino witchcraft. Unfortunately, it's because of a very sad situation, but I do like to learn about world cultures and try to get a sense of in what ways we have similar practices, in what ways they might be different, and if we can get some ideas on how to just live the best life possible. So like I said, I'm not Filipino. I don't have any Filipino ancestry or any connection to Filipino culture, but I am completely fascinated by it. I think it's a beautiful, rich culture, and I hope you find this informative and interesting. Thank you so much for taking the time to learn more about my situation and about the terrible situation that Maya found herself in. If you happen to be in a relationship that you feel is unhealthy, you should really consider leaving. There are some things that just can't be fixed. I wish you peace and safety. Thank you so much for listening.